when we're attacking ourselves, our self-esteem is going to be lowered. Our self-doubt is going to come in and crash in on us. And we are going to have that imposter syndrome because we don't trust ourselves. So it's really important that you maybe sit down, do a pros and cons sort of thing of what am I, what can I get rid of? What am I beating myself up about? What um, I challenge myself and then I feel I failed or I'm disappointing myself or I'm disappointing others. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists, and practitioners responding directly to the needs of a practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business, something clinical, you'll get the variety you need to enjoy and stay motivated in practice. So thanks for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast for our episodes. If you'd like more support, get in contact, and I look forward to working with you soon. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. Now, today I wanted to talk to you about imposter syndrome. And the reason is over this month, I'm going to be talking to you about common themes that come up with my 90 day program mentees. So, I mentor people who've been in business for 20 years, practicing for 20 years, or practicing for five, practicing for one, newly qualified. But imposter syndrome is one of those things that comes up. And so we're going to talk about that one today. Now, imposter syndrome has been defined by Merriam-Webster as in part persistent doubt concerning one's ability or accomplishments accompanied by the fear of being exposed as a fraud despite evidence of one's ongoing success. So when we think about imposter syndrome, this is person who's got success and that person who's seeing me as their mentor, they may have been qualified a month, they may have been qualified 20 years, but everyone feels that they're not achieving, gaining, giving as they should, that they're not good enough to do the job they're doing, that the training hasn't helped them, that they were okay in college and they're not okay now, all of the things. Now, that's why I mentor, because so many of us suffer from imposter syndrome. We need the support. You need mentoring to help you out if you suffer from it because you need to be able to talk to someone and you need to double check while you're getting comfortable with what you do. But if you've been around a long time, it might be around a long time. If you are aged and decrepit, I did not mean that. I mean, if you've been in business a long time, then it might be that that imposter syndrome is from other background reasons. So we've got types of imposter syndrome. And one of those is the perfectionist. And now lots of people have a problem here. They're not able to get their programs out or even their packages out to the world because they want everything to be perfect first. So they sit trying to work it out, trying to do it in advance, trying to make sure it's perfect rather than nutting it out, mind mapping it and going, okay, I can bring this to the world. I don't have to have it utterly completed. I can do that as I go with my clients. Yes, a package has to be finalized, but it's finalized. It doesn't have to be finished. It can be changed. It can be tweaked. You can realize that it needs changing later on down the road and do that. So perfectionism really creates and supports imposter syndrome, making it worse, making it harder. Now, another problem we've got is if we like to think of ourselves as the expert. Now, it might be that 
you don't feel you can reach expert status. And I used to be a nurse and in the hospitals all the way up, you'd see senior consultants. And there is a line here and I don't know who coined the line, but the line goes, the more you learn, the less you know. And those really nice older consultants that I would talk to, that they'd ask questions. They'd be wondering about things. They'd be wanting to expand their minds because they realized there was always something more to learn. Now, with the expert status, that's why it is easier to work within a niche because you only have to know all of the things from that one area. And then you can ask questions because sometimes it's just a case of different eyes on the problem and we will achieve more. So are you thinking, I will never be the expert, I can't be the expert, everybody knows more than me, and yet you've done all of the things. So we just perhaps don't describe ourselves as the expert, but rather put it out there as a niche, an area that we work in, that we prefer to work in so that we encourage those clients to come to us. Now, then of course, there's something for us specifically, and that is we want to be solo. We don't feel we can ask for help. We're questioning our competence and our abilities, but we're scared to ask other people because we don't want to look like a fool or an idiot. We don't want people to think we don't know. And I think that is really prevalent in natural therapies in that in college, you have a P1 and a P2, then you go out into the world and it's just you. And you think that is how you have to stay and that is how you have to be. And you don't. Totally ask other people. You know, I have my next level groups on a Monday where we talk about clients. And there's one lady who comes to and says, no, 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 I've got nothing to say. I've got nothing to ask. And then at the very end of the session, when I'll go to everything else, she goes, oh, actually. And then she will ask about her clients. And that is totally okay. That is the way she works. That's She's building up that courage to ask that question. And so we must remember staying alone, being alone by yourself. It's hard. And you will make your practice even harder by trying to do everything yourself. Now, another type of person is the superwoman or the superman, trying to be that super person, trying to do all of the things for everyone whilst doing all of the things within your business. So you're trying to run a house, you've got small children, you clean the house, you cook for every day, and you're trying to work in your business however many days a week. And you've still got to do all the bookwork that goes with your business and do all of the things. You're going to get a bit of imposter syndrome because you're going to feel inadequate. I can't do all this. I see other people doing this. Look at Geraldine. She manages to do all this. Yeah, I do all this with VAs and I have a person who does my accounts and I have a cleaner. I don't do all this alone. And yet I have people saying to me, wow, look at you. You can do everything. No, I don't do it all alone. And I think you need to think, where can I afford to have help and support? so that I can do the things I'm good at. Doing the things we're good at is going to help us in the longer term. And that's one thing I find with the 90-day mentees is they're trying to do all of the things. So today it was like, okay, build the website. After you've built the website, then she'd taken the website down, so we've got to put the website back up again. Then we've got Google My Business to do. So there's all of these things. And then she's also got a program. I'm like, well, if you've got it written, then I can get my VA to create that for you. You just choose your template in Canva and then, hey, presto, she will, you pay her, but she will do that for you. So we can outsource some things, bite-size amounts of things, if we can't outsource the whole thing. The other thing I was like, you need a cleaner. Once a fortnight, she's like, oh, then I've got to clean before the cleaner. No, you just have to lift things up and tidy up. And it depends what sort of cleaner you get. 
So really think, how can I outsource? How can I work within my niche? And how can I feel that I'm not sabotaging my own success by my mindset? I'm not telling myself off for not achieving so that I feel worse for what I'm doing rather than better. How often have you congratulated yourself when a client has come to see you and said, I'm so much better, I feel great? Have you congratulated yourself? Have you said to that person, as I've said before, have you said to that person, could you do a Google review for me? When we're attacking ourselves, our self-esteem is going to be lowered. Our self-doubt is going to come in and crash in on us. And we are going to have that imposter syndrome because we don't trust ourselves. So it's really important that you maybe sit down, do a pros and cons sort of thing of what am I, what can I get rid of? What am I beating myself up about? What am I, you know, I challenge myself and then I feel I failed or I'm disappointing myself or I'm disappointing others. How is it affecting me? What is my motivation like? And am I suffering from maybe anxiety or close to depression because I'm putting such an onus on myself to achieve all of the things and yet I'm not able to achieve all of the things because I'm only me. I am just little old me. I am not Clark Kent. So is it creating a social anxiety for me? Is it creating a problem for me because I'm internalizing all of this? Do I need to get it out? Do I need to seek help? And that help can be anything. It might be sitting down. I used to get my partner or my husband to sit down with me and help me with my accounts once a year. I had some real issues around getting all my paperwork together, even though I tried all different systems. So ultimately, I had to get a bookkeeper. And that has just lifted a huge weight off my shoulders to be able to figure out other things I need to do. So what is this imposter syndrome, what is it pressuring and causing and not helping you to do or not do? Are you able to achieve things because this imposter syndrome is crushing you and pushing you down? Are you able to see those clients, to be able to talk through with them their problems, deal with their problems, not spend hours with them, but be with them for under the hour so that your empathy bucket isn't emptied at the end of the day, at the end of the week? Are you able to look back on the consult and go, yeah, that went well. You can't do everything in one consult. Are you able to look at your website and go, yeah, I just need to tweak that here and there. I don't need to rewrite it because it's not absolutely perfect because lots of things are a work in progress. So are you beating yourself up about things? What do you need to do for you so that you don't have that imposter syndrome? How can I help you? What can I do to help you? How can I help you? So I'm going to leave it there. It's just a quickie today because I really want you to look at where you're struggling and to see what changes you can make. And if you're suffering from imposter syndrome and empathy burnout, then how can we change that and how can we support you? So you know the deal. If you stayed all the way to the end, please rate and review. I would love five stars if you've got five handy and free ready to go. So I look forward to talking to you on the next cast. See ya. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. 
Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.